Well, good morning. Uh, welcome to Inside the Economy from Sharkey, Howes, and Jaber. I'm Larry Howes. Let's get started into the numbers. And being summertime, there's not a lot of exciting updates, but there is one important thing up here. That GDP was revised from 0.7 in January to 1.4 here just a little while ago. Basically doubled in that time period in the first quarter. That's, uh, that's good. It didn't bring a lot of inflation with it, but it's productive and it gives more oh, reason for the Federal Reserve to increase the rates, which is probably important. Renewable energy has some very positive news. That's solar, that's wind, a little bit of hydroelectric. They outperformed nuclear here just a little while ago, mostly in California, put more power out on the grid than the reactors. Very good news for a lot of people. Some of it was due to there's a lot of water in the system and the hydroelectric was doing great. But it is more indicative of where we're going with fossil fuels. Now this is no mystery to anybody, but petroleum and barrels of oil and heating oil and navy black, whatever it is you want to call it, is still very, very dominant. That heats a lot of boilers in the East Coast, in the Midwest, a lot of factories boil a lot of water, heat things with steam. That's done with oil. Natural gas is making a lot of inroads. The only downside fundamentally to that is generally you need a pipeline or a big tank sitting outside. Coal is a market loser. It doesn't matter what goes on in the political arena or what promises might have been made. The jobs in the coal industry might have regulation lifted from them, but the market is really not there and it's not going back. These utilities are not going to make a 30-year plan to generate power based on using coal. Their customers don't like it. They're not going there. Uh, nuclear is not real popular either. We'll see more of that over time. Job openings, new hires. The labor participation rate that we've talked about before has been dropping. It's now become stagnant and actually increasing. There are people getting off the couch and going back to work. A lot of it is minimum wage in the Walmart, Home Depot arena, but they are getting back to work. It's becoming more profitable to either get back to work or there are jobs that are needing to be attractively filled when people are going back and moving up the pay scale and up the job ladder, which has been happening a lot in the last couple of years. It's good news for the labor market. No major increase in wages, no wage push inflation. This mind-numbing chart, it's from the Federal Reserve, it's basically revolving and non-revolving debt for the consumer. For somebody like me, I look at it and go, yeah, it's good news, there's not a lot of rampant spending, and people aren't buried in coffee cans in the backyard. They're actually spending some of their money. There is enough to generate a $19 trillion economy. Most of that comes from the consumer, and here's where it is. And they're not getting carried away. The boomers are paying off their mortgages, and some of the millennials are starting new households. CPI, well, that particular component of inflation, as you know, the Federal Reserve targets 2%. It's a very important number for them. It's a struggle to keep it up there. 
The PCE, the personal consumption indicator, dropped from 1.6 to 1.4 here at the end of May. Uh, it takes a lot to keep that moving. The two areas, the only two areas that are forcing that inflation are education and medical care. A little chart here on the right. Well, that's from 2008. And anything below about 19% return on this chart means that it's done nothing for inflation. It's basically kept pace with nothing since 2008. Education, healthcare. The education system, the financial side of that, is going to break here in the next couple of years. And we don't know where medical care is going to go because the replacement for so-called Obamacare is still in Congress. I have no idea where that's going to go, but those two components are not enough to force inflation. Durables, energy, the telephone company are much bigger factors, and wages being the top factor, and we have none of those. The, uh, here's a great indicator. This is from the Federal Reserve of San Francisco. Here's the red down here on the bottom is where the Federal Reserve has raised rates in the last several months and what has happened to the two-year, the 10-year, and the 30-year mortgage. Well, none of them have reacted where you would consider you'd expect them to. You'd think they'd notch up along with short-term rates. They have not. The 30-year mortgages have actually come down. They were in 4% range for a little while last week. This morning they were back in the high threes. That's not normal activity, but you need inflation to drive these yields and there isn't any. I don't think that this has an impact on the thinking of the Federal Reserve. I think there's a 50-50 chance they're gonna raise again in December. I don't think it's gonna have an impact on any of these, least of all mortgages. You can quote me, I don't think mortgages are gonna be in the fives in the foreseeable future. I mentioned that GDP was revised up to 1.4. That's a big number in our $19 trillion economy. 1% is $190 billion. That's a lot of transactions. It's a lot of trips to the store and buying houses and airplanes and everything else. That's just 1%. Maintaining a growth of GDP in the high ones is going to take a lot for the foreseeable future. Anything above two, I think, uh, with this inflation, is simply not sustainable. The other side of the coin is, again, in the political arena, there's been a lot of talk about how important it is for a personal tax reduction to get this economy going. Uh, don't believe it. None of my calculations suggest that it would have any impact at all. The top bracket payers are spending reasonably. The mid and low bracket payers are buying at a reasonable pace without accumulating too much debt. Buying cars has already slowed and has peaked and on the way down. Buying small utility vehicles has peaked and probably on the way down. So no inflation, no excessive consumer spending. Uh, Lowering tax rates, especially for the top payers, is not going to have any impact on that. You might see some break in the corporate tax rate. We'll see, and that'll be mostly a media event. I don't think it's going to repatriate a lot of dollars. And the United States doesn't need more dollars. We're already awash in cash. So, coal jobs, yay, there's no market for it. The federal, the federal government 
And this is a chart that talks about the percent change in federal revenue. Had some good positive changes in the last several years. It's kind of zeroed out now. This is not total dollars. This is the percent change. And it's a good income number for the federal government right now. It would be pointless to reduce that with the excuse of stimulating the economy. It's not going to stimulate the economy. Anyway, a lot of that spending is going to go on the state level anyway. Medicaid is going to come back to the states. A lot of infrastructure spending is not going to be a federal responsibility. It's going to be a state responsibility. And I think you'll find the city of Denver alone coming up with a big bond issue in the very near future. And education is going to leave the federal level and come back more locally. There'll be more bond issues too. Don't count on a personal tax revision. Finally, the, uh, the dollar has been really running rampant in the global markets the last couple of years, but it's down about 7% this year. I think that's rational. And even a real conservative estimator like the Department of Commerce will say it's probably on its way down. And it probably is. There are no forces holding it up. Again, no inflation. It is the fiat currency in the globe. And having it get out of whack like it was earlier this year, and certainly in 2016, wasn't helping. And the necessity of gold, I mean, not gold, pardon me, oil being purchased in dollars has been fine. There's just not a lot of activity going on in that market. And there's not going to be it for the foreseeable future. Anyway, uh, fairly good news, slow growth, mortgages aren't going to be in the fives for the foreseeable future, no inflation. Uh, we're starting earnings season, and uh, we'll know more here in the next uh, couple months. Well, thanks for joining me, and we'll see you next time.